Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one, let's go. Welcome back. I have another amazing sweaty sister on the Recharge Retreat. Hi, guys. It's Tammy. We are going to dive straight in and go straight to the questions. My first thing I want to hear from you is about your journey and kind of what led you to joining JGFG. Well, I had my niece come home for Christmas and she had done amazing on gins and there's been, been several people in my town that had also done, were doing the workouts with you. And I had been doing my own workouts with different ones here and there and DVDs. And I just, I wasn't really seeing anything and I was getting so bored with them. And she was like, you just need to try it. So I signed up for one month and here I am. It'll be four years in March and I'm a lifer. I love that. I love you so much. You're seriously one of, like, you're my inspiration. And one of my favorites, what you said, all of you, everyone's my favorite. But I see your posts every day and I'm like, goals. You are, you show up no matter what the situation is and you have no excuses. You're so consistent. You're so disciplined. You have done, how many, you won two years in a row, the plank challenge. Remember your time? What was your time? My time was 11 minutes and I think eight seconds, something like that. How? Well, I forgot about it and it was the end of the day and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't done the plank challenge. And so I kind of cheated and I looked to see what the longest one and somebody had done it for nine minutes. And I told Wayne, I said, I need to go downstairs and do this. And he's like, you can't do a plank for more than nine minutes. Game on. (laughs) I love it. That's exactly who I am. I'm like, let me show you. What got you through that 11-minute plank? Because I truly, I'm like, I would love to try it. I need to just see how long I can go, like truly. But that is so much self-discipline. Like that right there. So I was like, she's the most disciplined person I know. Be, to be able to fight through that pain. And were you so sore the next day? I was so sore. And during the, th- I started shaking really bad, but I turned on some music. I'm a gum chewer. I put gum in and I just let my mind drift away. I got into the music, singing the songs and in my mind. And I just kind of tried to forget about it. At one point I thought, okay, I'm starting to shake. And then I'm like, snap out of it, forget about it. The next thing, song came on and I started singing to myself and, and, uh, Somehow I just did it. You're amazing. So amazing. So strong. I I can't. What is something that you have overcome since being in JGFG and maybe how this has helped you get through it? Well, I feel like I'm a confident person, but the posting in the in the mornings, whenever I, I get up, I 
get dressed in the dark. I go downstairs. I don't turn the lights on until I get down in my basement and I'm dressed and ready to go. No makeup, my hair. I think when I went to the one of the first live things, people were like, oh, your hair is so cute. I didn't know you had long hair because I always had it pulled back. No makeup. And I just felt like I don't care. At one point, I saw everybody else was posting and I thought, what the heck? Shirt off, hair back. I don't care if you look like you just rolled out of bed because you did. It's, you know, by the time I got done, it was 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And I just feel like that, you know, I'm confident I can be myself. It doesn't matter what my hair and makeup look like. That's exactly right. Do you feel like posting in the group has really kept you accountable? Absolutely. I feel whenever anybody even likes my post or comments, it gives me such a boost. It it really does. And it makes me want to comment and post on other people's and comment on them. And I just feel like that it brings us closer together. And, you know, when I don't see somebody that I normally see every day post, I think, what's wrong with them? I hope they're okay. You know, and I just feel like that if I don't post, then, then you know, not that I think everybody's um, looking for me to post, but I just feel like that, hey, she didn't do it, so maybe I don't have to do it today. Everyone is looking for your post first. Um, And second, I feel the same. I love that you just said that because I just recorded one with Emily. And I said, "How we were talking about how amazing the group is. And if someone who constantly posts sees that someone had missed a day, you're checking in with them or you're praying for them. Or you're like, oh my gosh, I hope they're okay. And if one day turns to two, you're getting a check-in from somebody, if not from me, of like, hey, where are you at? What's going on? Is everything okay? And that itself, I think, speaks volumes for what it is. Yeah, I I really think so. I just feel like that whenever I post and I'm reading everybody else's posts, then it just it brings me closer. And there are days that I I take my selfie and then whenever I go to post it, I get so involved in commenting and looking at everybody all the morning people. And I sometimes I forget to actually post at that minute. I'll go upstairs and I'm like, oh, I forgot to to do my own because I was too busy like seeing what everybody else had to say about the workout. And isn't it empowering to like compliment them? It's such a, for me, it's so cup filling because I'm like, I'm, and I try to intentionally be like, oh my gosh, look at this about you and say something intentional. So then it's a compliment and then you feel good complimenting other people. So then you just start your day right. Yes. I, and I do read their post and try to, to make a comment some days I know I'm, I say, you know, that's awesome or whatever, but I try to really read what they have to say and then comment on, you know, what they're feeling. Because sometimes people, you know, it's okay to not have everything, you know, this is my fabulous day. And when, yeah. when they're feeling down, then I think it helps to say, you know, it's okay to whatever you're going through, I'm here. Even if you don't want to tell me if you're having a bad day, I'll pray for you. Yeah. I love it. It's it's truly the best. It's the best place to be. It's so hard to describe what it is. And I think it means something different for everybody else. But all in all, the connection that you get from people you don't know is, it's just, it's amazing. I agree. All the people that that I'm on the retreat with, I feel like that I know them. I feel like I've known them forever, you know, and it's it's just fabulous. How is it going for you? What's your perspective of this retreat? I'm kind of speechless because I I have had so much fun. I never expected to win. 
And when I did, I, I was, I was in tears. And then, you know, it's just, it's the best thing, the best thing. I love it. Were you nervous to come? A little bit. I was nervous, but I was so excited. I was so excited. It's like all I would talk about. I packed early. I packed a week ago. I had to unpack because my suitcase was overflowing. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's just, I didn't know what to expect, which I like. I like the surprise. That's fun. It's like, we don't know what we're going to do every day. Because you're a planner, usually. So you, and that's my intention. Like, nobody knows what we're doing even next. You don't even know we're doing the next hour. And so I'm like, for people who are planners, this might, it's making you uncomfortable, but you're growing. Absolutely. Because I am a planner. And it's like, I need to know when we're leaving and what I need to bring. And that's why my suitcase was overpacked. Because I thought, you know, I'm I'm not going to be there as long as I don't need 10 outfits. For the weekend. <laughs> but you do, because you never know. I get it. I, I totally get that. What has been your favorite moment this far in JGFG with me? I would have to say the retreat. Yeah. <laughs> the retreat, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, hands down. It's just, it's a different experience, though. Right. Yeah. Do you like the live workouts and that sort of vibe? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've I've only been to actually one of the live workout. No, I've been to two. I I forgot about one. I love the live workouts because I feel like then you get to to see you get to see everybody and work right. out with everybody. You're like you're actually real life to every sweaty sister and it's like a hug and a warm connection and then I feel like it bonds you closer. Yes, it does. It, everybody goes around and takes pictures of each other, but then one thing that I think is really helpful at the end, whenever you help us with our technique, I know, I know every day, and I've been here almost four years, but every day you tell us the form that we should have. But I think there was something about you actually explaining and me doing it while you're telling me right there, looking at me, then that was, that was super helpful on some of my form. You feel like your workouts at home, taking it just bits and pieces, because a lot of members have said that also, taking it home have has changed your workouts and maybe some of your muscle growth that you've used it with? Yes, I think so. Because I, I realized that some of the things that I was doing was I was not working the right group or I wasn't flexing. I really feel like you you can't just like move your arms. You have to like flex your muscles. And I think that really does help them grow. Yeah, it's the it's definitely you have to be intentional with every piece from start to finish. Like you can't just Unless you're shake breaking or getting a drink break, you can't release. You can't just do the movement. You can, but you're not going to see the results. And and so it really is a game changer. And even I, I've been lifting weights for 15 years. I, every day, try to correct my own form or tweak something. Like, you can never stop learning and growing, in my opinion. I, I definitely agree. Even if it's just the way that you move your arm just a little bit forward, a little bit back, or the way... Um, especially with, with my knee injury, I've noticed the way that I'm doing my squats. I need to now, I need to stop babying my knee and do them right, or I'm going to be lopsided. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that, so Tammy broke her kneecap and she never stopped. She never missed a workout through it. And that itself, I'm like, okay, I always try to empower people to be, yes, you have bad days. Our life is not a real in the perfect picture every single day. And just 
developing discipline and consistency is the best thing. And it's it's all a mindset. You could have easily been like, I'm going to take off or use it as excuses. And you never used it as an excuse, not even one time. And that shows a lot about who you are. Have you always been that disciplined of a person? I would say no. On some things, yes. Um, my work, I, I'm very, I was very dedicated to my work to get up early and spend the time that I need to. If it's something that I really believe in, then yes, I'm going to be consistent. And I just, I mean, even now I'm retired. I still get up at 4.15 in the morning and do my workouts because I like the feeling that I get when I'm, I feel like I've accomplished something. It's like, you know, I feel like it's brushing my teeth. I know we've talked about that or you've talked about that. It's something you do every day. It's not, it's not, oh, I'll do it now and then do it every day. And it, you have to think of it like, I'm not here to lose weight. I'm not here to do this. You're here to build a lifestyle change, a stronger body, because you're working for your health in the future. And so do you mind sharing your age? I'm 61. And so there you go. Like that just shows like, and would you say that my program is for, you know, 30s, 20, 30 year olds or at 61, you can do this. You could do it because my sister is older. Sorry, Terry, but <laughs> she is older than I am and she does them. And I, I think there's no age limit. And I feel like that I'm a grandma and I want to be able to do things with my grandkids. It used to be that I wanted to get on the floor and play with them. But now they're older. I want to go like do fun things with them. And, you know, you, it's like you can't. You can be adventurous with them and go do the hard things that. When people, it's just an excuse. I look at age as a number. It literally, it does not mean anything. It doesn't put a timeline on you. But it also means like if you're 60, you're not too old to start working out. If you're, I have an 80-year-old lady who's like, I'm in my 80s and I'm in the best shape of my life because I feel good. It's maybe not a physical thing. She's like, if I could clean up my eating, that'd be great. But that's not a priority for her. She just wants the daily movement. And I always say movement is medicine no matter your age. You can pick up the 50s or you can pick up the fives or you can use no weight and you can work the workouts and do what I'm doing on the screen following along and you get what you give. And that looks different for every single person, every single body. You and your sister probably are using completely different weights and that's okay. And you're both still like, wow, that was an amazing workout. I agree. Uh, we. My sister and I are, we're a lot alike, but we're a lot different. But we, we can still both do everything and we both feel like that, you know, we're not, we're not going to quit. This is something. And I hope to be someday that lady that you're going, this lady's in her nineties and she's still doing it. I hope so. I love that. I hope you never leave me, Tammy. You're amazing. I do not plan on leaving. What's your favorite workout day? Arms. Why do you love it so much? I, well, I, for me, I feel like it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's not easy, but it's maybe because my arms are amazing. They, they are more defined, but than than my legs, but I, I just, there's something about the arms. I feel like that. I like the flex. I, yeah. <laughs> What's your hardest workout day? Shoulders. I, I do not like shoulder day. I, Is it because it's challenging? It is challenging for me, but I feel like that I, and this is where I need to work with you some more. Um, I feel like that I get my neck too involved. 
but uh, it is it is more challenging. But I and it's not that I I shouldn't say I don't like shoulder day, but I like like legs and chest are my next back. Maybe because I don't see my back, I'm it's like I can take it or leave it, but I can't leave it. You yeah. got to do it. I love that you're and you're right. And now I would say backs probably people either love it or don't care too much for it. And I've been, it's been my goal because a lot of people are like, oh, I'll skip back or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's one of your foundations. You have to use it because it's going to change your posture. It's going to change, like, there's so many, every muscle group is such a foundational area of your body and they all connect. And you can always tell on somebody if you skip a day, people are like, I don't need chest day. Yes, you do. It's connected to your shoulders. And why would you not want any sort of muscle in your upper? Because that's going to make you stronger in your core. It's so connected. I'm like you. That is why I developed it to to be what it is in my program. Because you have to work every muscle group, and you cannot leave one behind. Do you love that about my program that we hit heavy on every muscle group? Yes, I do. I think it's it. It definitely makes you stronger all around to build your core, to build, and and you have the ab workouts. But I think. Like you said, every day you work your abs. And I I remember you on something that I've heard from you. It's it's like even when you're standing at the kitchen, you know, make sure you're breathing right and you have your, your abs held right. And it's just every, yeah, you have to work every body part. Are you, is your core flexed right now? Because mine is. Yes. <laughs> yes, my core is flexed. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple rapid fire questions. Just a few. I kind of already did with the favorites and your least favorite. Um, but just kind of a random one. What is an interesting hobby or something that you do that might surprise people? Well, I don't know that it would surprise people, but we have horses. I do a lot of horseback riding. When I knew that, I didn't know that because you don't really like talk about it too much in the group. Um, and if they're not friends with you on Facebook, they probably wouldn't see that. But I would never look at you and be like, you are an avid horseback rider, which you are. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, my husband and I, we raise horses and he rides every day. I I ride, well, not in the winter, but in the summer now that I'm retired, it's like I was riding with him almost every day. And we raise him, we sell him, which is sad. But <laughs> that's just, you know, part of it. But um, I never had ridden horses until I met my husband. And then um, at one time we had, I think, 24 horses. We're down to six, but we we just love them. I love horses. They terrify me, they, like truly scare me. My kids are obsessed with horses. They keep wanting to go. And we've talked about this um, in a different setting, but they, my kids want me to put them in horseback riding. And we have a neighbor who has horses and their grandkids are not interested in it. And so he's like, please, can your kids be interested? And my wife will saddle up those horses right now and take them. And my kids are like, can we go? And so have you ever had a bad experience with them? Because that's why they terrify me. It's because I think I only hear people talk about the negative experience. Like they got bucked off or they got this. But my, I used to work with a doctor. And she had a horse, and it was the loyal, most loyal horse to her. And then it got stung by a bee when she was riding. It got bucked off. She had a concussion, and I was like, "Are you afraid to get back on?" She's like, Hot, "No, that's my baby." That that's right. The horses are uh, they're fight fight or f- fight animals. They're flight animal. 
So they, if something happens, they're either going to run or they're going to buck you off. And when I started riding, my husband said, no matter how good of a rider you are, eventually you will hit the ground. My husband has been bucked off and he's ridden since he was little. And I have. I've been bucked off several times. And even this past summer, something spooked my horse. And it was actually my dog running through a cornfield. And and he turned so fast. And I was like too busy, like talking to my husband and wasn't paying attention. And he spun around so hard that I went over his shoulder and I hit the ground. And I just got up and Wayne's like, are you going to get back on? I said, well, give me a minute. But yes, I am. I honestly, I think I would have been like, I'm done for the day. I'm always about like, if something happens, don't let it scare you and don't react out of fear. But it's a normal reaction, I think. I think I would be like, I need the day to kind of recoup. But I think it's a bond. You're like, I trust you. And then it for me, it's like a, you betrayed me. But if you said, I like that because you're you're right. If you set the mentality of like, this is going to happen at some point. So then you're not shocked for whenever this loyal horse to you bucks you off. You're mad at it. No, that's all they know how to do. We've, our horses, we've had some very loyal horses and that we've put our grandkids on when they were babies. And we had one that um, he died. He got old and died. But you could put a kid on him and he would just, horses, there's a lot to learn from them. We we could learn a lot from them, but they they sense they sense how you're feeling. You put a little kid on, he would just like go slow. You couldn't hardly get him to move because he was, and then my husband would get on him and he was fired up, ready to move. He could read the energy. He could read the energy. And that's what, you know, you could just have to learn. And if you're scared and you're on a horse, they're going to feel it. Do you think, um, even if it's a good horse, do you think that makes him a little more just like with the kid, just calmer? Or do you think that makes him anxious also? It, it depends on the how the fear is. I mean, it can make them a little anxious uh, and, and the age of the horse, too. The older horses, they, they kind of, they realize. But they need a leader. A horse needs a leader. And they, that they're looking for you to tell them what to do. I love that. I mean, it's very much like humans. <laughs> they're very smart, too. It's funny. So I... I think you told me that. Like, they can sense, Jen, when, if you're nervous. Because I've always approached them nervous. And they kind of, like, flare their nostrils at me. And I'm like, I swear I'm a gentle person. And I'm nice. But I'm really afraid to touch you. And I just love how beautiful they are. And, like, just strong and muscular. And that's why I love them so much. Yeah. But I have... And I... As younger, I rode with one of my cousins. And he was he was an avid rider. And I would get on and... I got on fully confident one day and we went riding through my aunt and uncle's trails and it was the most fun that I've ever had. But I grew up on like four wheelers and stuff. And I was like, this beats a four wheeler. Yeah. And man, you're sore, but it, it, it beats it. But also then you can tell, like I, I rode a mule. Is that like, I was like, I think this is just like a beginner horse for me. And they're like, this is a little easier, shorter to the ground. So if you fall off, it's fine. I was very young. And so, I don't know, Johnny had horses and they were not trained. And so I think that's his experience with it because my kids are trying to sell us to get him a horse. And I'm like, I think you have to put so much time and you have to ride them very frequently and the maintenance. We don't have time for that right now. Mm -hmm. But it's a dream of theirs. Like if you asked Addie or Reed what their dream was, it would be to have a horse. Well, I, I think that every kid should have one. 
Growing up with your your kids, did they are they do they ride your grandkids now that they're older? Do they still are they interested? Not as much. They were and and several of our granddaughters they had they their balance was excellent. I mean they Sydney and Savannah and Avery they could ride a horse like nobody's business. They would get on them. Wayne would lunge them around in our round pen with nothing on. Like they would just have their arms straight out. No, they weren't hanging onto the saddle, nothing, and just going round and round as fast as that horse could go. Their balance was excellent, and that just That's loved it. insane. They loved it, yeah. That is so crazy. Okay, we're going to do two lies and one truth. I, I'll start this one. I love scuba diving. I have swam with dolphins, and I have owned a motorcycle. Which one is the truth? You love scuba diving. I actually have never been scuba diving. I've swam with dolphins. Okay. But um, Johnny is like used to scuba dive every summer with his um, grandparents and siblings on a trip they would go on. And he owned a motorcycle. So that was actually all about Johnny. And I was just the middle one. Okay, your turn. Okay. I have chased kangaroos in Australia. I have ridden circus elephants for the circus. And I have touched a cobra on their head and petted it. Oh, I'm going to say you've touched the cobra. You're right. I have. I don't think I would want to do that. Was it like the mouth closed? Yeah, it was. I was in India and it was it was terrifying because I am I won't even watch snakes on TV. And a Co-worker was with me, and they were like, we're doing it. And and I'm like, I'm not going near them. And then I thought, you know what? I'll never get this chance again. Now's the time to do it. So I paid the guy a dollar and went over, and he opened the basket, and the snake came up, and I petted the little beady eyes. It, I was terrified. It's like I had to take my one arm to push the other arm to touch it because my brain kept saying, don't go near that thing. I think that's like as a natural instinct. I would have, yeah, that is scary. So scary. Okay, really quick. I want to talk about the ice plunge. So while we're here, one of the activities I've had them doing um, is a morning ice plunge. I've been doing it since Christmas, like I talked about in one of my podcasts. And this is the first experience for Tammy. I want to hear like your thought, like you're not, like you were like, heck no, I don't want to do that, to now your thoughts. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. And then Right before, I kept thinking, because we go to Montana a lot, and the water up there is really cold, and I'm thinking, you're just jumping in the Lake Flathead. It was colder. And when I got in, I couldn't, I actually couldn't breathe, and I thought, I'm going to hyperventilate. I'm going to, I don't know what you call it, but I couldn't breathe. I was trying to talk, and then I heard Jen saying, just breathe, just breathe. And then I relaxed, and I feel fabulous. I, I want to do it again tomorrow. You said you told your husband about it. Now he wants to do it. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I was telling him, and first I thought he would say, well, that's dumb, but he didn't. And I I think I would love to do it. I, I, we have a jet tub that we never use. I'm thinking we could either do that or we could get one of those little yeah. portable ones. Or It's refreshing, but also it invigorates you. It's like, I am ready for anything now. Yeah, I I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel energized. And you know, I have to say that I think it helped my leg today because I it it feels like it's bending better today. Yes, ice <laughs> it it puts your body into a fight or flight, and it helps the circulation because it constricts and dilates, and your body is just in shock. So tomorrow, 
when we go, we did three minutes today for you guys. I made Brooke, she did it with me at the same time. And we I made her do five with me because that's what I do. And so tomorrow you're gonna do five. And I can't wait because we did a really hard workout at the beach. And so I can't wait to hear hear how it feels tomorrow morning when you wake up with you're gonna be sore. And then how it feels after immediately in five minutes. Cause they say five minutes is what you want to work to. Ten would be a full body reset. And so you I if you can do an 11-minute plank, you can do a 10-minute ice bath. And even if it's just reaping the benefits while your knee is healing from your surgery, I would love to, if you're doing it daily, in a month, see how your knee feels. I, I, I'm going to do it, okay? All right. We're holding your two. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. And then any questions that you had for me? I have just a couple. Um, what's next on your bucket list? That's a good question. Since um, my podcast with Melanie talking about a bucket list and how everyone needs to create one, I have I haven't actually wrote a full bucket list yet. But I want to go to Hawaii. Johnny and I've said it since we got married on our honeymoon. We were in Jamaica, and I was like, "It's a dream of mine to go to Hawaii." And he was like, "It's a dream of mine to go to Hawaii." And we were like, okay, for our 10th wedding anniversary, we're going to take, if we have a family, we're going to take them to Hawaii. And July is our 10th year. Fun. I love Hawaii. And I'm just, I think we want to go. I'm nervous to take my kids on the flight. And I'm nervous to fly that long. But everyone's like, it's worth it. So my next bucket list is we're going, I have to find a planner because I'm not trying to take on Hawaii. Because I think it's so... You go to this island, don't do this, do this, you have to see this. And with three kids, I can't plan that with my busy schedule. So I need someone to plan this trip for me and have it lined out. So I'm I'm in the middle of working on that right now. And we're going to stay for a while. So you guys reveal, you might get some Hawaii workout. Oh, that'll be great because I loved Hawaii. And what's your, where was your favorite experience or favorite thing about it? Well, one of the things that we did when we went to the big island, we went to the Parker Ranch and we ro- rode horses on the Parker Ranch. And the the guy, Wayne and, and the, the guy who owned it were, or managed it, they they knew the same people. And finally, because he was waiting on another group to get back. And so we were just there talking to him for an hour. And then finally, he's like, you know what? I think you guys will be fine. And he just sent Wayne and I out on our own to just do whatever we wanted to do. He probably could tell that your husband and you were so experienced with horses. He's probably getting people like me who needs to be babysat on horse. So he's like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. It was that. That's awesome. That would be like a dream to ride horses. That would be something like Johnny and I would do. My kids would love it. Probably not with Ava. Like, I couldn't. Johnny is comfortable on anything. And he would be like, yeah, just put her in the baby carrier, throw her on my back, and let's go. And I would be a nervous wreck. That's I could see you. You can hold Ava in a baby carrier, Wayne, with, and just ride a horse. Like, have you all ever done that? Um, No. Well, we have our green. You co-ride with yeah. yours. Yeah. But uh, that's funny. The after he did send his wife out to to just check to see if we knew what gates and stuff to go with. And she had her little baby and the baby was asleep. And she said, you don't know how many naps our baby takes. That's a true horse rider. That's a true. Horse. I love that so much. What's another one? Well, one of the other things that we did when we were in Maui, Wayne and I had never scuba dived, never taken a lesson. Our, our um, niece's husband's they they are avid scuba divers and they gave us a parking lot demonstration 
we put on their scuba gear and we went scuba diving. It was it was amazing. I was scared, you know, because I'd never done it before. And they when we were going down, they kept telling us, you know, if you panic, do not shoot up because you'll blow your ears out. But once we got down to the bottom of the ocean, oh, my gosh, it was it was the best thing. It was really cool. Johnny wants me to get scuba certified, and I just, it kind of terrifies me, but I think it would be worth it, especially in Hawaii. Yeah. What's one more question? Let's see. I know you talk about being so experimental. What's your worst or your best experiment you've done? Currently, my hair um, <laughs> is the worst. Um, so I've kind of, a lot of mistakes have been made with my hair lately. Um, in no reflection to my hair girl she's a sweaty sister she's amazing shout out to montana she did my hair it's when i chopped it all off in august she colored it it was great she went on maternity leave and so i hadn't i didn't book anything and then i was trying to give her and i got busy and i couldn't have an appointment and i had a lot of grays coming through and my color just looked it was i mean we were probably 16 weeks past from my hair appointment and it just looked like a hot mess so it was right around my birthday I was told about this thing that's called glaze. And she's like, oh, I use it all the time. You should try it. It'll just give you a refresh. It just kind of shines your hair. Da, da, da. I'm telling you, do not order it. I did it. I've made, I'm a two for two mistake maker here. And I put it on my hair. And it was fine. The initial, and I did like a, a honey blonde. So I thought it would just tone because my hair pulls. My natural hair is like an ashy brown. And it's a dirty blonde brown, like light. Not a great color. It's like dishwater blonde. And so it it kind of gave me this refresh until I started washing it and then started fading. And my hair then turned blue, like streaks of blue. And I was like, oh, my hand is going to kill me. And so then I was like, okay, it should be fine. And so I told her, I was like, this is what I did. This is what happened. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I went and saw her. We did my hair before the retreat. And her pulling it, it pulled different than it normally would because of my mistake of putting that on my hair. And I was like, okay, scouts on her. I won't do it again. And then I washed my hair and it's still, we couldn't get the blue out. And it's a mystery why there's blue. And so that had to been blue tones in the color that I used from Amazon. And that's the number one problem is <laughs> I got a toner off Amazon. And so then it turned blue and now I've got permanent blue hair. So even before the retreat, I was like, let's try it one more time in a different color. I did it in a different color. and now. My, we're just calling me the silver fox is basically my nickname on this retreat with my team because it, it's faded quite a bit. I've been using a clarifying shampoo and it's taking some of this out, but it's fine. The brown's growing on me. It's very dark. We're going from really light to really dark now. And the problem is I used, I just ordered one shade darker from the first time I did it thinking, oh, it's just a color thing. This is like, it's like, um, a light medium brown and I left it on too long is the problem and so that's a mistake of my experiment and Johnny is just like I, I love you so much why do you always do these crazy things and I'm like I don't know I don't know I have no excuse I have no explanation my best experiment was JGFG it was one of those things. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to record myself working out and put it out there and see what happens. with. And here we are. It is the best. So that was like 
it's more, I don't, Johnny calls me an experimentalist. Like, but it, it's kind of also in my eyes a little bit of like a risk taker because you are just like, it, but that's as risky as I go. Like I'm when I do not want to go to the riverboat or take like those sort of risks, <laughs> but I'll dye my hair blue. <laughs> Gosh dang it. And so that's just, that's me. I, you just never know what I'm up to. And I, but that people are like, that's what I love about you. I was going to say, that's what we love about you. So one day you might see me, my hair's blonde, the next day it's blue, and it's vibing with the, the theme of the purple blue. So it's fine. And I think I like it because I'm not a super spontaneous person, but I'll try stuff like that because it feels safe, but yet a little bit of spontaneous. And I see my kids, I see them watching me. Well, like, I'm like, I'll try anything once besides drugs, but I'm like, I'll try anything once. And then I've, I've seen my daughter kind of like open up and kind of like, yeah, I'll try that and see how it goes. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Or she's afraid to ask a question to, you know, one of her teachers or something. I'm like, the worst that they could say is no. And then it's okay. So I'm just like showing them like a safe risk, if that even makes sense. Yeah. And maybe that's just me trying to excuse my experiments i don't know but i'm trying to find a silver lining in it oh we love your experiments um, it's about 50 50 i'm got a 50 50 rating <laughs> right now all right well thank you for being here with me tammy thanks for talking on the podcast thank you so much for having me and this being on the retreat that's been the best well thank you we love you guys thanks for listening you're strong you're worthy we love you bye-bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye.